Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I don't know what week we are in. Um, it seems like we have been in this, living this COVID life forever now. And before we know it, uh, a bunch of us will be sending our kids to school. Uh, they're going to school one way or another. Whether they're going to be in a classroom, they will be doing online virtual classes, or homeschooling. So um, one thing that I've been freaked out about uh, with this whole thing is, oh gosh, i got to do some major damage control because since everything went down in March, sleep has kind of gone out the window in the sense of, you know, bedtime. It was just like, sure, kids stay up a little bit longer. Oh, and they're sleeping in in the morning. Um, so we've been very lenient with that. But now, with school starting up very, very soon, I'm freaking out. And so I thought I'd bring on my good friend, friend of the show. We've had her on before, Alana McGinn from Goodnight Sleep Side. And this girl loves sleep podcast. Alana, how are you? I'm good. It is so good to see your face. I know, it's so good to see you too. So for those of you guys listening at home and you're like, what do you mean see each other? We are on a Zoom call at the same time because we still can't be in studio. So we're doing the show virtually. Um, And I can see Alana through my screen, which is really nice because I miss her so much. I know, me too. Thanks for having me on. Oh gosh, no. Thank you because I think that uh, you're going to help us parents out a lot. Um, We really need this. And I know that it's not just me thinking like this. Um, It's a conversation I've had with many parents. And it's it's a biggie. It's just like, you know, I've been in quarantine. Now things are, you know, have eased up a bit. Uh, But went into quarantine March 14th. And it was just like, okay, so what's the big deal if the kids stay up a little bit longer, you know, so I want to talk about all that and figure out how to deal with that, the little ones, the preteens, the teens, and us parents. But before we get into that, I kind of just want to know, like, I want to touch base with you. How have you been? How have you been dealing with COVID? We've been good. We've been good. I mean, yeah, like you said, since March 14th, like, literally, it feels like overnight, the world just kind of exploded into this whole new thing. So um, we're good. My kids are older. My eldest is uh, going into grade eight. My youngest are twins. are going into grade four. So, you know, they were good. They were, were like I said to you, we're kind of homebody. So at first I was like, this doesn't really feel much different than what our normal <laughs> is. that good or bad? I don't know. Um, but listen, they miss their friends. You know, at first we were missing family and parents. We've opened up our bubbles a little bit and allowed, you know, at least family in now. So that's been nice. Um, my husband's been working from home and I already work from home. So, Listen, sometimes it's a little tight quarters for everyone, um, but for yeah. the most part, we're good. We're just, it is what it, I keep saying, guys, it is what it is. And I just keep telling my kids, especially my youngest, like, this will pass. Like, we will get back to normal life again at some point. We don't know when, but it will happen. And that's all we got to think, yeah. right? This too shall pass, right, is what they say. Yeah, um, right. It was funny because a few weeks ago, I had one of our mutual friends, uh, Lise Wilcox, on the show. Oh, and she's amazing. Yes, her book is out now, everyone. I know, and it's doing um, so good. Yeah, to call myself beloved, go check it out on Amazon um, or at your 
nearest bookstore. Uh, but she was saying the same thing. She's like, no, not much of a big difference for me. Meanwhile, I'm over here and I'm like, God help me. I don't know if I'm going to survive the day. One minute I'm like, yeah, I got this. I got this. I'm good. And the next minute I'm under my desk bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I need a hug. I need my people. I need concerts. I know. I have been thinking about you all summer because this was such an amazing concert summer. And we also had a couple concerts that we had to cancel. And it was like, oh, my God. And I remember all like, you know, January and February, I'm like, oh, my God, this summer is so amazing. There's so many great bands that are coming out. So I have been thinking about you for sure. It's a roller coaster. Like there's some days where I'm like, I got this. I can do this for like six more months. No problem. And then there's days where I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Lock me up. Like... Get I'm away like, from me, everybody. I don't say I got. I can do this for another six months. For me, it's it's more like I could probably do this for another six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can do it. Fifteen? I don't know. That's pushing it. What's that I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I I, I want to ask you. Um, you know, being a sleep consultant, you are all about the sleep. You are who I go to for sleep advice all the time, um, and. I just want to know, have you eased up on the, the bedtimes at home during all of this, like with your kids? Or have you kept like, uh, you know, it's been strict and it's like, nope, you're, this is still your bedtime. Nothing's changing. So in the beginning, the first, I would say the first month or so, um, you know, routines were out the window for my family too. Late bedtimes, um, sleeping in, for myself included. And I found, you know what, it actually really affected my day because we were just kind of, you know, the alarm clock wasn't waking me up anymore, right? So yeah. I would get up and I would feel like the half to, because again, my kids are older, so they sleep, they tend to sleep in a little bit more now in the morning too. Um, but then I just, I felt more tired during the day. I felt like the day was more unorganized. It just, I didn't like how I was feeling about a month's month and a half into it. And that's when I said, okay, forget it. So since then I set my alarm clock every day. I get up at a normal hour. Cause this is, this is just what works for me. Yeah. Um, now that being said, bedtimes are probably a little bit later than they should be. And that needs to be reined in a bit. Same with the kids. My, I, my eldest is going to be 13 on the first and, um, you know, she's now going to bed at the same time I am. <laughs> like, it's crazy yeah, as they get older, that bedtime gets later and later for them, and yours gets earlier and earlier, and suddenly you're going to bed at the same time. So, yeah, listen, even at the sleep expert's house, the routines need to get back on track for school, for sure. Yeah, and we've got, uh, we don't have a lot of time to do that because we're heading back sooner than later. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, we need Alana on the parenting show. We need to get things kicked into gear um, but how, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you pull things back in after the kids have been used to like free rain here, you know, I, know. I am going to bed and, you know, try telling my kids who are, um, Samantha is nine, Liliana seven and Marcus will be turning five, you know, um, I, can't believe he's so 35. I know, He's I know, right. So senior kindergarten, grade two and, uh, grade four, like your twins. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's it. This COVID is affecting sleep across all ages, across the boards. Whether we're talking with, you know, we're hearing so much from our past clients with toddler issues, and then when we're getting into the preschool and school age kids, and then tweens and teens, that's been a whole other ball of wax. And then adults too, right? So, I think the most important thing is to make sure, you know, we have about 
a week, a week and a half. I mean, do we really even know when the first day of school is going to be? <laughs> I don't even think we I have don't that know. Are they going to something on so it? Whenever school is going to start, about a week before that is when you really want to get back on track for sleep and start that inching that bedtime earlier and earlier, about 15 minutes every day. Same with the morning time. Start getting them up, you know, at the same time every morning. Your bedtime is really dictated on your wake-up time because your wake-up time is dictated on your life, what time you have to get up to go to work, to go to school. A lot of parents are heading back to work too. Um, So, you know, start that adjustment. Give yourself that week to allow their body clocks to adjust to those school times, no matter what age we're dealing with. Um, But listen, even in doing that, because we've had such a long time off, they've had such a long, it hasn't just been a normal two months in the summer, you know, that first first couple of days is going to be a little, a little um, sketchy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's normal for... (laughs) It's normal for it to take time to adjust. So I would say give yourself a good week to allow your body to adjust, but any prep time you can do before that will help for sure. So we should start tonight tomorrow then yeah i'm looking at the calendar and i'm like tomorrow's the 31st so yeah you would not you would want to start this week right start either tonight or you can start monday just wake up fresh and monday night bedtime is you know again you don't have to go right back to that bedtime um but 15 minutes earlier every day and that's going to give you that week to to get onto those those bedtime those school bedtimes again uh, and start the conversation which you know we can we can definitely talk about later on but communication is important on why now suddenly we have to start going to bed earlier why it's important to do that and what about how much sleep they need it's something I ask you every time you're on the show yes. um, but you know what I mean like for the parents listening it's always a good refresher you know so uh, for the little the little ones uh, for the little ones, we're looking when we're looking at like we'll say kindergarten to preschool or pre, sorry preschool to about kindergarten, you know, grade one, grade two. You're still looking at good, you know, eleven to ten hours at night, so a good chunk of sleep at night. As our kids get older, they need less and less sleep. So when we're getting into more um, school age kids, right before tweens and teens. Again, still those 10 to 9 hours. Teenagers even need those 10 to 9 hours. Um, you know, teenage sleep is a whole other, a whole other thing. Um, but, you know, they still can't function on those 7 to 8 hours like we can. So they still need, I would say, about 9 to 10 uh, for that age group as well. That's a lot. And uh, right now, I think that they, I think for the most part, maybe a lot of us parents can um, agree and say our kids are getting it. But they're getting it at the wrong time. Like they're going to bed later, but sleeping in. So we just need to shift everything up a little bit. So for kids, yes, we do. For teens, actually, this is actually a better schedule for their bodies biologically, which is we're seeing actually teens' um, moods shift in a better way, being more productive, being more creative on this schedule. So. That tells us something about the sleep needs of teenagers. Yeah. You know what? I want to talk about that a little bit more because you brought it up on past shows as well. And I think there have been some studies that came out of the United States um, about this. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more right here on the Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now back to the Parenting Show. With Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. On the show today, we were talking all things sleep. 
the kids are heading back to school in a week's time, and uh, and we got to get those bedtimes moved back up because I know that a lot of you guys listening have been like me and letting things, you know, fall to the wayside. Um, so we need to bring sleep time up and bring up the wake-up time so we can get our kids off to school. Uh, whether it's homeschooling or whether it's in a classroom, um, we need to get them back on track. So we've got Alana again from Goodnight Sleep Site joining us on the show today, and, uh, and she's helping us out. Alana, you mentioned right before the break that this schedule that we're kind of on, the COVID sleep schedule, I guess if you want to call that, is actually working better for teens. Um, and you brought this up in the past before that them waking up a little bit later actually works in their favor. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Because I find it so interesting. Yeah. Um, so basically, as our kids get older, as they near puberty, there. so we have melatonin. Melatonin is our natural sleep hormone. It's what our body um, releases and helps uh, set up our 24-hour body clock. It's what helps prepare our body to sleep better. And as our children get older and heading towards those tween and teen years and as they near puberty, when their body releases melatonin shifts later into the night. So this is why parents everywhere are struggling so much with getting their teens or tweens to go to bed at a reasonable hour, what they think is a reasonable hour. But biologically, sometimes it's impossible for these kids to fall asleep at, say, 9, 10, even 11 o'clock, right? So now, them going to bed late isn't only due to this. It's also due to, you know, social media and tech and, you know, jobs and, and extracurricular activities and all of that thing amps up as they get older. Um, but what we, what we see is during school time, you know, Kids are going to bed too late, and then they're having to get up because high schools start much earlier than elementary schools. Yeah. So they're having to get up so much earlier to get to high school, to, to, to catch the bus or to walk to school. Um, so they're not getting those hours that they need to be sleeping. So what we're noticing now with COVID and everything and the lack of routine that's going on is now tweens and teens are falling asleep when they are, their body's telling them to. Um, so parents everywhere that's listening that's thinking your teen is going to bed way too late, Pick your battles. That's what I say. Don't worry too much about it. Now you might want to rein it in just because we're nearing school time. Um, But then they're able to sleep in as well. So they're getting the – they're sleeping with their natural flow of their natural body clock. So because of that, we're seeing tweens and teens feeling better, in better moods, more creative, more productive when they do wake up. Um, And there's a lot of organizations in the States, but also that are now coming into Canada that are are trying to start high schools later, that are uh, trying to – different organizations that are trying to get school boards and things like that to understand the sleep needs of this age group and try and start them, start high schools later so they can get that sleep in time. So um, it's something that I, just because now I have a tween and soon teenager in my house, I'm seeing that shift with her and her sleep patterns. And we work a lot with, we have a teen program that we released this year for this reason. Um, Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately we'll see the shift back when they start school again. Um, But, you know, those later bedtimes and more sleep ins work better for this age group. Wow. Okay. So it's not that they just are like, the teens are like, no, I'm lazy. I'm sleeping until noon. It's actually, there, there's, there's something behind it there. They're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. It's what they need. Now, in saying that, we still need to, in my opinion, um, set boundaries and rules on tech and things like that. And, you know, keep those in line. I mean, not all tech is created equal. And we'll, we'll probably talk a lot about tech because that plays a big role. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I always, you know, I had a lot of tw- uh, teen parents reach out to me during this time, during the pandemic time, and just say, like, is this okay? And I'm like, you know what, pick your battles. Like, don't worry too much about it. If they're going to bed super late, and, you know, we don't want them sleeping in until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, but, you know, if they're sleeping in until 11 or 12, when obviously that doesn't normally happen during the school year, don't worry too much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned tech, and... You know, both of us are huge on tech, uh, social media, I should say. Uh, Our businesses are based, I shouldn't say based, mine is, but yours yours has a, you know, plays a huge part on on social media and helps uh, your business thrive a lot. Um, And kids are just, so we're on it. We're on it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, but kids are kids are Snapchatting their friends, playing video games, um, on TikTok, all kinds of different social media platforms, and with devices in their hands, a lot of the time. So devices, uh, being online, being in front of a screen in general, not only a device, but like I'm also talking about television. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are some tips and rules that we should maybe just like keep in mind now that we're heading back to school and uh, and working on their sleep? Yeah, I mean, when we look at tech, I think tech plays a big role in why we probably are such a sleep-deprived society for, you know, when we're talking tweens and teens, but also for adults as well. Um, you know, when I say not all tech is created equal, I, I I was always talking about, you know, we need to remove tech and get it out of the bedroom. But I also think that there is there is definitely some tech that can help, which I'll talk about. But I think if you're an individual who is really struggling with sleep, who does, or your child is, who just is not sleeping well, who's having a lot of time, uh, a really hard time falling asleep, who is showing a lot of anxiety and worries, and it tends to display more at bedtime or if they wake up in the middle of the night or if it's happening to you as well, it is probably a good idea to remove tech completely from the bedroom for the reason of what are we um, what are we allowing our our brain and mind to absorb right before we go to bed, um, and also getting out from those bright screens, right? Those bright screens, when I was talking about melatonin before, it kind of suppresses that melatonin. It turns that sleep switch off in your brain, which is what we don't want to do when we're going to sleep. So if you are someone who is struggling with sleep or you have a child who is struggling, struggling with sleep, it's probably a good idea to remove it completely. If not, I think it's impor- important to set boundaries on what, on the good and bad. So when we're talking about the bad tech, we're looking at the tech for our kids or for ourselves that, um, you know, the social media that gives us, um, that maybe amplifies our stress and anxiety, that maybe gives us FOMO before we're going to sleep. Um, you know, if we're, I mean, nothing coming out of the news right now is good, let's be honest. So yeah. staying away from the news completely before you go to bed. Um, if, you know, you're working and things like that, that's not the time to check your work emails or to work on your work deadline for our kids. It's not the time to necessarily do your schoolwork and check in on school. So all the things that can, again, amplify the stress, anxieties, FOMO, anything, that's probably the tech we want to set boundaries towards and, and eliminate completely. Tech that can help is, you know, if you... If you're watching a show that makes you feel good, like I love to stream my shows. So I have a really hard time. And like, I'm a mom, you're a mom. This is, mm-hmm. even if you're not a parent, that those evening times is like gold. Like that's the time yeah. when we finally get to do what we want to freaking do, right? <laughs> so I, I have such a hard time telling adults to be like, don't go on your phones and don't stream your shows because I like doing that too. And I get it. So, you know, but watch, like if, if, if horror, if gore, if scary stuff 
really, if you're sensitive to that, probably not the right thing to, to watch right before no. you go to bed. <laughs> but if it doesn't bother you, then that's great. Watch something that makes you feel happy and positive and um, stay away from the social media that doesn't make you feel good. If you want to watch TikTok, focus on the accounts that give you more positive feelings rather than negative feelings. So just be very very mindful of what you're allowing into your world right before you go to bed. If it's still giving you a hard time, get rid of it completely. Yeah. If it doesn't serve you in a positive way, yeah, just say adios, get rid yeah. of it. You don't need it. But okay, I have another question for you though in regards to tech and screen time. How far before bedtime should we disconnect? In a perfect world, I would say 60 to 90 minutes. So if tech is an issue in your home, especially with your tween and teen, and these are, again, open up that communication, have those conversations with your teens, you know, explain to them why you're making these changes, why you're setting these boundaries, why you're setting these boundaries for yourself, because you can't tell your teen, don't bring your phone in your room, and then they see you bringing every device and gadget into your bedroom, right? So (laughs) really work on it as a family. Um, But at least 60 to 90 minutes, if it's a really big issue, um, of removing it completely. And, you know, in my house, we have a family docking station in our home. Uh, it's in our kitchen. We all plug in overnight. It keeps it all out of the bedrooms. And we did that right from the beginning with my daughter so that she understood right away when she first got her phone, like, you know, your phone in your room at night is a big no-no. So um, we didn't have to have that battle of taking it away, right? So if you're newly starting with tech with your teen, it's really good to start right off the bat, impl- um, setting those boundaries and limits. Okay, you just mentioned you have a docking station for the family. I and you've mentioned this before. Okay, so like what is that what does that exactly mean? It's just like an area to like plug in and charge. Um it's a charging and, station. Yeah, so it's just a good way to yeah, everything in one place and like you said out of the bedroom. So that's something that like I said, you've mentioned before. Um my kids are still little, so I'm not yeah. there yet. But for those of you at home, that do have your children on devices, um, that is a really great tip and piece of advice, something that you can implement, which is pretty easy. And like you said, Alana, if you do it right in the beginning, then it's just, it's just normal. You know what I mean? The kids know, Hey, okay, let me plug in. And the phone is not coming with me in my bedroom. That's right, because, you know, it's hard at that age group, especially at the tweens age when they do start getting the phones, to set those boundaries for themselves. It's easy for us to do it as adults or for us to do it for them, but they have a hard time doing that for themselves. So we can't trust that they're going to set those boundaries for themselves. So if you know your teen or tween has their phone in their room and they're like, oh, I just use it for an alarm clock, we almost can't. It's not to say your child isn't being isn't trustful, but, you know, it's, it's hard to trust that that's all they're using it for. And then it becomes a very addictive thing. You know, the moment they wake up, what's the first thing they're reaching for? Their phone and checking their social media and checking this. And it almost just because it becomes a bit of an addiction. So the boundaries you can set, listen, again, I have a teen. I know some teen parents might be rolling their eyes being like, yeah, right, that's not going to happen in my house. It's easier said than done. I understand that. But if you are someone who's just starting into that world with your tween or yeah, teen, on it now. From the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Because they won't know what it's like otherwise, so they won't miss it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like routine. It's it's plug it in, plug it in, go to sleep, and uh, and that's it. Because you said it, it is addictive. Um, 
that's my main, like being online, having my phone with me. Yeah. I can do my job. I'm very lucky and fortunate that I can do my job from anywhere in the world. And sometimes, not always, my laptop under my arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just carrying it with me. Um, but that is the first thing that I check in the morning. And mm-hmm. I do have it, like, I'll either have it charged in, like, my ensuite or um, near my bed. But it is something super addictive. So if we can help our kids out with that, um, it will help them get a better night sleep. Yeah, um, and sure. an uninterrupted sleep because, hey, maybe their friends might be on later and sending them a message, a text, You'd be surprised. You know, having those notifications. Yeah, you would be surprised how much that phone is buzzing in their bedrooms while they're trying to get some sleep. And it's causing that fragmented sleep, you know. So it's, 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 it's an important – it's important – thing to tackle in your home if it needs to be tackled for sure well we are talking all things sleep and trying to get our kids ready for back to school we're talking with Alana again from good night sleep side and this girl loves sleep we're going to take a quick break and then when we get back let's chat about us parents Alana knows that i suck at sleeping so (laughs) we're gonna have some fun don't go anywhere this is the parenting show right here on global news radio supporting toronto you're listening to the parenting show with pina crispo on global news radio 640 toronto welcome back it is sunday night and you are tuned into global news radio 640 toronto so that means this is the Parenting Show with me, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, and our special guest, Alana McGinn from Goodnight Sleep Site and This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. Alana, I love sleep, but I don't get much of it. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all love sleep. Who doesn't love to sleep? Yeah, so I am, since COVID, I'm telling you, my sleep has, you thought my sleep was bad. Before, it has gone to complete shit, my friend. <laughs> yeah. For, but for many of us, like so many of us. Yeah, it's been, it has been absolutely crazy. Um, before, I would be up working till 2, 3 in the morning. Um, but now what's happening is I'll still be up really late working because during the day, not for anything, like you, I, I do do most of my work from home being an entrepreneur. Um, so it gets crazy busy with the kids and it's really yeah. hard for me to work um, during the day with the kids. I'm hoping that once school starts back up, because I am one of those parents that will be sending my children um, to school with their masks on and ready to go um, that I will be able to have a little bit more time during the day to work. Uh, but with them around, it's really hard. So I catch up on my work after I put them to bed, mm-hmm. which means I push my sleep, um, and then I'm up at, like, 7. So with COVID, what was happening is, just like yourself, you mentioned earlier in the show, Lana, is that you were sleeping in. Yeah. So I was now, like, my sleep time got pushed, and I would sleep in, but I would have interrupted sleep. I Mm -hmm. found that I would be waking up, and, and currently I still am. I'll wake up for anywhere from, like, an hour to an hour and a half, um, in the middle of the night. And I know that a lot of it has to do with the stress and anxiety is that it's, you know, goes along with everything that's happening in the world today. 
Um, so I avoid, I avoid the news at all costs. I'm like, no, uh, but this is something that I'm struggling with. And I know that I have to like nip this in the bud and I need to work on it. Um, and I know that there's probably a lot of other parents that are, are struggling as well because the stress and anxiety right now is crazy and at, and at an all time high, especially now with our kids that are gearing back to go uh, to school um, yeah. and wondering is this second wave coming? When is it coming? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I you know, as a parent myself, I was talking to a, a mutual friend of ours, and I just said, you know, I, I I sleep pretty well. Not not a lot of things keep me up at night. The school thing has definitely been keeping me up at night. Right. Um, that's like a whole other conversation. Yeah, totally. Um, but you know, listen, when this pandemic first started and, you know, back in March when we were all uh, kind of thrusted into this world, um, sleep took a hit for a few reasons. One, routine, totally out the window for many of us, as we talked about. Stress and anxiety was at an all-time high for sure. Um, You know, people were getting, like you were saying, really fragmented, um, interrupted sleep throughout the night, dreaming like crazy. I don't know if you remember that, but in the beginning, everybody was dreaming like gangbusters, like nuts. And, uh, you know, a big part of that is, the routine, right? It's routine, it's stress levels, it's um, even the foods you eat. I know for myself, and I'm, I'm really hoping that I'm not alone here, but um, the eating has been ridiculous, and especially in the beginning. Now it's, I've contained it a little bit, but in those first two months, like I was eating things that my body was just not used to. Like anything I could really yeah. put in my mouth was being put in my mouth, you know? So, uh, <laughs> um, what was it, the COVID-19? Yeah, 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 yeah. that happened for sure. Uh, <laughs> So because of that, you know, our sleep was in, in, uh, impacted because of that. We were dreaming a lot more. It was just all over the place. And then the stress of tech and everything. I know for myself, for those first two weeks, I could not put my phone down. Like I was just trying to get in as much information because that was like the only control I had into what was going on. And to a point where I'm like, I have to stop this. I had to put serious boundaries on what I was checking, uh, what information I was allowing. I was again, being very mindful of what information I was allowing into my world, I would only check two sources, trusted sources, you know, a little bit in the morning, a little bit at night, and that was it. I made my husband watch all the conferences because I'm like, I can't, just tell me what I need to know, and that's it. So it's, you know, if you're still in that stage, I think many of us have kind of relaxed a little bit more now with school kind of things have amped it up again. But, you know, if you're still in that state, it's really important to set boundaries on the stress and anxiety that you're allowing into your world. I know easier said than done. Um, But, you know, what are some things that can help you kind of uh, alleviate some of that stress and that anxiety? For me, it's daily walking. That's something I've done since I was a teen or tween. That to me is my meditation. So every morning, Depending on weather, um, I, I go for my 45-minute walks, and that is just my alone time because that also gets me out of my house a little bit, which is amazing. And I did that since March. Um, nice. Well, I've always done it, but, you know, I kept going even during the pandemic. And so, you know, choose what works for you. If going for a walk works for you, if working out works for you, if um, just, you know, allowing yourself to, to have those personal pauses throughout the day, just going and sitting in a room by yourself for like 10, 15 yeah. minutes, if that's what works for you, um, is, is really important. And routine is big. You know, again, this is a great time to do it with a week before school starts, getting back into those age-appropriate bedtimes, waking up at those age-appropriate times for all family members. Um, now is the time where we need to focus on our health. 
first and foremost, um, and being, you know, making sure our immune system is as strong and healthy. And, and there's, there's so much conversation about that right now in the wellness world, and it's, and it's so important. So now is when you want to focus on your three pillars, your three pillars of health being nutrition, exercise, and sleep. So what do we need to do to make sure that we are getting the healthiest sleep possible? Um, that then will help us make better nutritional choices. It'll give us the energy to be more active, you know, getting those 30 minutes of, of vigorous activity throughout the day, however you want to do that. Um, this is the time where we really want to focus it so we can get into the fall, flu, just normal flu season, a possible second wave, being as healthy as we can be. And sleep plays a role in that for sure. Yeah, you totally have a point there because I'll tell you, uh, life has been so different for me, like uh, mentally, um, not being able to go to my gym and do my regular kickboxing. I've done some stuff at home, but it's just not the same for me, right? Yeah. So I really, really miss that because it just, it helped me um, so much. So definitely the exercise, the nutrition, the sleep, the three go hand in hand. Um, What about... If you're having problems, is there anything that you can do? Like you mentioned melatonin. Um, so is that something that you'd be like, you're like, yeah, try it out, go for it. Um, I know that for me, you know, uh, cannabis helps, you know what I mean? And I can't speak for everyone, but for me, it does help with the anxiety. And if it helps with that, then I do find I get a better night's sleep. Yeah, CBD has been um, researched and studied and definitely helps with anxiety levels. Um, There hasn't been enough studies yet on its relationship with actual sleep, but I know many people who take it that it does help with their overall sleep and their consolidation of sleep throughout the night. So if you're at that point, I would prefer, in all honesty, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I would prefer someone to use something like that over a sleeping pill. Um, but that's a conversation that you want to have with your doctor, with your doctor um, and yeah. they would be able to point you in the right direction. In terms of melatonin, whether or not to use it, I feel like melatonin is a little overused. Um, it's not a sleeping pill. Uh, it's very rare that we're deficient in melatonin. I would prefer you to look to your uh, you know, your environmental factors like the light and the dark, making your environment very dark, that's going to help suppress, again, getting away from those bright screens. That's going to help um, release that melatonin. Okay, so that means uh, visits to like blinds to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone <laughs> in your bedroom. <laughs> we are talking all things sleep on the show today with Alana McGinn from Good Night Sleep. Like, don't go anywhere because we'll be back with more right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday and this is The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And with me, I've got the amazing Alana McGinn from Good Night Sleep Side and This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. She is, like, amazing when it comes to sleep. She's amazing all, all around, okay? So, like, not just And can I say something real quick? Yeah. You're my voice intro on my podcast. I know I said this last time, but anyone new who's listening. So when you listen to my podcast, that's Miss Pina. That's um, doing my little intro and it's so good. I love it. Yeah, I love that we got to work on that together. I know um, I do too. A lot of people don't know that I'm a voice actor and I've been doing it for like And you're so good at uh, it. What is it? Oh my god, is it eighteen seventeen, eighteen years or something? 
I'm oh my god, I just aged myself. On it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, I yeah, because you gotta come next time I do course. I know. I do, I know, I do I a do. workshop. I'm going to. Um, but yeah, so I just aged myself. Um, so yeah, so voice work I've been doing since I was four years old. Let's just. <laughs> I'm older than you, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've got Miss Alanum again talking to us about sleep because I suck at sleep. Alana does not suck at sleep. So she helps me and she's helping all of us on the show tonight. Just get things ready because guys, we are a week away from school starting. And I bet you all your, all you parents out there uh, have done the same thing that I've done. Just said, whatever, go to sleep whenever you want, (laughs) you know, with COVID and just wake up and, and whatever. Like it's just been, a crazy life we are living during a crazy time but we got to get things uh kicked into gear school's coming up yeah. and these kids do need sleep and they need to wake up and you're here to help us with that and talking about sleep and waking up we need a good environment Yes, um, and, and here's what's happened. Because we're home and kind of stuck in our homes, I, I find bedrooms have become like the catch-all room, right? So it's maybe become your home office. Um, it's become your kid's hangout center. Now it's going to become your kid's maybe their online classroom. Um, but the, the reason why we really need to focus on sleep environments is because we need that positive association between sleep and your bedroom and your bed. That's going to help you sleep better. It's going to help you fall asleep a lot easier. So when we walk into our bedroom, we want to be very mindful of what we're looking at and what we're seeing. So, you know, if you're seeing your work files, if you're seeing your school homework, if you're seeing your, your workout weights and, you know, your TVs and laundry you got to fold and all of that stuff, you know, obviously the focus isn't on sleep. So um, I also understand that, we might not have a choice if you're continuing to now work from home and your kids are now doing online school, your rooms might have to be these rooms. And I completely, you know, I have three kids myself. I get it. Uh, You run out of rooms and run out of space. So just be very, just, you know, remove the clutter and the distractions once you're done. I think that that's what's important. So just before you, when you're done your work and you're done your schoolwork, hide it away. Like we don't need to be looking at it right before we go to bed. So be very mindful of what you're allowing in your room, clearing away the distractions and the clutter I think is important. Always give that night table an audit. You know, your night table probably has your biggest sleep busters on there, like your devices and all of those things. So, um, you know, be mindful what's on your night table. Um, And then incorporate some sleep tools that can help you sleep better. So things like eye masks, earplugs, sound machines, um, not all tech is created equal. Like I said, there's some great meditation apps that you can use and, and mindful breathing apps and guided meditation apps, podcasts, audiobooks, all of those things that can help both your kid and yourself um, fall asleep a lot easier. Um, so really create that sleep sanctuary. This is also the time where we might want to change our bedding, getting more cozy, comfy bedding on. Um, you know, even if you share a bed, really customize your side of the bed to you. So what pillow works best for you? What sheets work best for you? If you tend to be more of a hot sleeper, a night sweater, do you need more breathable uh, wicking fabrics than maybe your partner does? Um, customize your side of the bed and your sleep environment to your personal sleep needs. I like that. I like that idea. And that also means pajamas, guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. because depending, I know sometimes I'll go to bed and then in the middle of the night I wake up and I'm like, why am I boiling hot? You know, right. I, I started off cold, now I'm boiling hot. So so stuff like that, definitely. Um, the I was joking about the, the blackout blinds. But, yeah, but no, they work. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to go out and spend a fortune. I mean, you can buy really affordable blackout panels that can go over your existing uh, window treatments. Um, you know, keep, I know a lot of parents ask me about night lights and things like that. Um, you can still put a night light in your child's room. Just watch the color of the bulb that you're using. Stay away from like the whites, the blues. Everything's LED now, so you can't really avoid that. But focus on warmer colors like the reds and the oranges. Um, even for yourself also um, can be really good for the night lights as well. What about quickly, because we're running out of time, but what about alarm clocks? Mine is like a radio one, right? Because, you know, me, I'm a radio girl and music girl. So I wake up with the radio. Um, But is that good? Or would the the one with the annoying sound or some light up? Like, what would you recommend? I would recommend anything that's not your phone. So I love that you use your normal alarm clocks because I always say stores still sell alarm clocks and they're very affordable. Um, I do use a natural light simulator alarm clock. I love it. I've been using it for a few years now. Um, And basically it just changes the hue of light and naturally wakes you up. So as the lights get brighter, your melatonin suppresses and it just allows your body to wake up. You don't need to go that high tech if you don't want to. Um, A simple radio alarm like you use works just fine. Um, Anything but your phone is great. Yeah, so very some good tips. You know what? I have to say there is a downfall to um, the radio uh, waking you up because sometimes, like, say if the radio station is playing, like, Nickelback, you're not going to wake <laughs> up happy. <laughs> Poor Nickelback. I don't get the Nickelback thing. That's a conversation you and I will need to have at another time. <laughs> you wake up to Pearl Jam and Foo Fighters. Yeah, totally. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, Alana. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, They can find me uh, on our our site, goodnightsleepsite.com. We're actually launching a new site in October, and there's going to be so many more amazing packages and programs for parents to choose from. Um, Or you can follow me on Instagram at gnsleepsite or listen to my podcast, This Girl Loves Sleep. Guys, do it. Alana is a wealth of knowledge. When she, I told you, when it comes to sleep. Oh, and I just joined TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. What? My kids are making fun of me that I have like five followers. <laughs> it's the same as Instagram, GN Sleep Site. It's and like, I know. Alana Sleep, because that's probably yeah. what, you know, I'm really kidding. <laughs> but that is it for us today. If you missed any of the show and you want to listen back, you can do so on our podcast which you can find on Apple uh, or anywhere podcasts are available. And uh, and we'll catch you next week right here at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Pina Crystal, and this is The Parenting Show.